0: Good morning. morning. I appreciate those that came forward for worship this morning. It just really raises uh, an atmosphere of expectation and faith and helps the rest of us. And so uh, thank you so much for doing that. You saw the advertisement for water baptism. We're pretty excited when it comes to water baptism. Cue excitement. We're pretty excited here at Harvest for water baptism. (laughs) Hope you'll sign up if you've not been water baptized. And uh, we'd love to have you join with us, and we'll celebrate with you in November. Yesterday I had um, the privilege of doing um, a wedding and a funeral. Um, I've never done a wedding and a funeral on the same day. I was driving home. Uh, the wedding was for Janelle and Gordon that got married here yesterday afternoon. And uh, our condolences again to the Lajwa family. is Chris uh, Christine I uh, said goodbye to her dad, Ray, yesterday. And, uh, and so I'm driving home in my, uh, in my suit, and uh, one of my neighbors was walking their dog, and I stopped, rolled down the window and we're chatting. He goes, wow. He, he knows I'm a pastor, but he knows I don't dress up for church. And he goes, um, so you're, you're wow, you're all, you're all dressed up. And I said, yeah, I, I had a, a wedding and a funeral. And he didn't even miss a beat. He goes, dude, if you had done the baptism, you would have had the trifector It would have been amazing. You would have had all three. And I'm like, in that moment, I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Could have done a baptism. I mean, I'll probably never get that chance again where we have all. Anyway, so I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> the trifector. This morning, uh, this is Planet in the House, part five. This will be our final installment of Planet in the House. Uh, we're going to, uh, if you've been kind of tracking a little bit, we started in uh, September, actually late, uh, the late summer to August into September, Looking at the scripture in Acts, and I told you it would kind of set the pace for us from now until into January, February, um, that the the apostles, or excuse me, the disciples gathered together, and we talked about being together in small groups, um, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, um, in the breaking of bread and prayer, and so kind of using that as a grid, and so we're going to be moving into some um, Sundays talking about prayer, getting ready for our month of prayer in January. And uh, so I'll explain that, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. It's kind of where we're heading. I'm excited, excited about that. But we'll focus today here on Planted in the House, part five, with, with my boat. Planted in the House with my boat. I want to read to you Luke 5, 1 through 11. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them. They were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push out into the water. And so he sat on the boat, and he taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night. We didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll, I'll let down the net again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout to help brought their partners in from the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish that had been caught, and as were the others. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they had landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Father, I thank you today that you want to speak to us about the miracle of the fish that just ended up in a net. Lord, I ask today for the grace for ears to hear, eyes to see, the revelation of what you want to share with harvest today in this portion of Scripture. I trust you today, Holy Spirit, to do that. I thank you to do that. I thank you for what's already been done. I thank you for hearts that were touched today during worship. Those that heard you, Lord, the promise of God and deep into the recesses of who they are as you assured them of hope, hope of a future. Lord, as Frank prayed for us today, Lord, and others caught on to that and said, Yes, Lord. Well, we pray now that we'll say, Yes, Lord, to all that you share with us out of your word. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, so as we look at this account from Luke chapter 5, I'm aware that the backdrop uh, is the calling of the disciples. And so if you have familiarity with scriptures, you know that, that this is the portion of scripture where they go from being uh, fishermen to fishers of men. And uh, it's interesting that it only the pun only plays out in English. It doesn't play out uh, in other languages. I just want to pause for a second because I want to fuss over uh, Linda Pru, and she'll hate it that I'll do this. Um, Linda's uh, been away because of COVID, and this is your first Sunday back. Um, and I just want to say that you're way better looking in person than you are online. <laughs> just put your hands together, and we just love Linda. So important to us here at Harvest. Hey, if you're online today watching, we love it that you're doing that, and uh, we do look forward to when we can fuss over you in the room. So. Jesus is calling his twelve, which he'll train them for three years, and then he's going to ascend, uh, send the Holy Spirit, and these twelve men—eleven uh, of them—Judas uh, is disqualified, disqualifies himself, and uh, the the disciples take on the term apostles. Uh, and it's terminology of their function of leading the church, the house of God. And so as we're talking about being planted in the house, I I want you to see that the disciples were the first to really make that decision to be planted in the house. And uh, they made that decision to specifically follow Jesus for their functionality uh, that they didn't know in totality what that would mean. They were just saying yes to Jesus. And so at the end of this story... We know that um, the story has impact on them because it says as soon as they came back to shore, they left everything. In some translations, they forsook all and followed Jesus. And so there was a determination that vocationally they were now going from being, uh, fishing, uh, being fishermen uh, to now being followers of Christ vocationally that would become leaders in the First Testament uh, church. And so just with that backdrop, I'm aware of that, but I wanna focus in on some principles uh, that caused them, so when they brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. So they became Christ followers, and what I'm focusing on, they, they literally became planted in the house. So they gave their lives. So there's a turning point for them of saying yes to the call of Jesus, vocations, careers change, and, uh, and, and this yes opens up this new venue of their journey uh, with Jesus. And so Something happened. There were principles that took place in this account um, that I believe are important for us today that convinced them, convinced them, um, I'm giving all all to Jesus. No holds holds barred. So what I want you to focus in on today uh, is that the decision to do that affected their personal finances, and I want to talk about finances today. And so for those of you that are going to check out because I'm talking about finances, um, that's okay. Uh, it's proper put a cardboard cutout of yourself, uh, but, but try to listen. And I think you'll find it here at Harvest. Um, we don't, we don't, this isn't a subject that we push on people. In fact, I'm going to end with a scripture that Frank already shared for our giving time. Uh, we don't give under compulsion by, by being led by the heart. But I, I believe, and, and I submit this to you, and as I share it, you, you, you judge this, but I believe that God is calling us into really a new time and a new era here at Harvest, and as we uh, approach March, which will be our 20th year, and uh, Christine and I having the honor of being founding pastors of this church, and as we have, I uh, appreciate that, thank you. And as we have, and we haven't kind of shared this, you know, officially or publicly or, you know, sometimes 20 years is a long time. How long are you hanging around, Pastor? Um, that we feel uh, at least to give the next decade to harvest, to, to establish some things and build some things uh, so that the next generation is fully equipped. So that when the time does come sometime, uh, you know, 10 years from now, when that time comes that there will be some kind of a transition leadership-wise uh, we feel a mandate from the Lord to position the church in strength um, and in its vitality. We think Harvest is doing great, but we see some things very specifically that the Lord wants in place, and so we're giving, we're giving this decade to do that, and we've begun that already. We've already begun some of those, some of those things that we believe God wants to do. When we planted the church 20 years ago in a, in a city that was, if I can say this respectfully, broken down in many ways, broken down economically, that God gave us a promise. And you, if you go to step one, you've heard this story. God gave us a promise that we would never worry about finances at harvest. We would never need to worry about that. And the Lord gave me personally a mandate and said, but be true to my word and be true to the principles of giving. Teach the people to give so that they uh, can experience the supernatural uh, uh, resourcing that heaven brings to a family, brings to a person who, when they follow Jesus and follow all, give him the, the finances, which, by the way, belong to him in the first place, um, that, that miracles, miracles take place. And we've experienced that. What I'm sensing, and uh, today um, I want to share this principle with you and then uh, leave that with you, and then I'll circle back probably in the new year and begin talking about, uh, from a visionary perspective, um, what we would like to do in the next 10 years and, and believe God uh, for some great things. And as we do that, um, I believe God will speak to you as he has spoken in this past two decades as we get ready for the next uh, that we will, as we exercise our faith in giving, uh, I believe that we're setting up a next generation for success and, uh, and we're going to see God do some great things. Somebody said? Amen. 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 So, with that in mind, plant it in the house with your boat. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word. You see, the boat represented their finances. And So Jesus is actually literally being pressed by the crowd. And so the crowd's growing, and uh, he has kind of nowhere to go. Imagine this room becoming more and more full and and just, uh, you know, I'm having to step further and further back, but uh, I I can't, if we, you know, Jesus comes to the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he can't go any further. And so there's a ministry need. There's a ministry need. Um, And uh, Mike and Solange. I think it's your first time in a long time, too. Bless you. I just said I would give a shout-out, and I see you. So this is Shout-Out Sunday for, uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. So if I spot you, I'm not losing my spot and shouting you out. <laughs> I did that without my glasses, too. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, and so the, the, the boats the boats represent their finances. the boat represents their family business, which by the way, was probably fairly successful because they had hired people. they had people they, that you know it wasn't just a mom and pop shop. they had literally had people that were hired to catch the fish, process the fish. Jesus is being pressed to the shore uh, by a ministry need, a ministry need, and if the goal and it was Jesus' goal. He said he was sent to preach the good news, um, that, that if there are more people to preach the good news to, uh, we want to do that. And so the only thing hindering the preaching of the good news was he needed a different venue. He, he needed, his outdoor venue had shrunk too small, and in order for everybody to hear the good news, to hear the gospel, be ministered to, uh, Jesus needed a new venue. And so what he decided to do is he just kind of looked around. Uh, there's a boat. We're going to get in the boat, push the boat into the water. That will serve as an amplification uh, for our PA system, public address system. We'll have a sound system. I'll have a stage. We'll be able to uh, preach to the crowd. Many will be touched. Many healed. It will be awesome. There was a ministry need. Say ministry need. The ministry need of needing to reach more people. You need to see that. It's very crucial to our story today. And so um, Jesus needs a boat. (laughs) And he sees these two boats that aren't being used by fishermen. And they're washing their nets. Um, They had just spent the night fishing, that was their business, caught no fish. The reason they would wash the nets is the nets were made of linen. And they would have an odor from being used if they weren't washed and dried properly. Fish have a great sense of smell. And if you have stinky nets, fish don't go into them. And they're not going to have any money. Say money. In our story, fish is money. <laughs> and, so, and so they have zero profits that night. There's been zero profits. And they're out washing the nets. And they're having to pay the guys working out of money they didn't receive last night. And so the profitability margins have gone down. We've got to get the work done. We can't just leave the nets heaped up to get stinky. Otherwise, there's no more money tomorrow. And so if you are a business person, you're thinking operationally at this moment, I've got to make this work. I don't know what we're going to do. We had a bad, we had a bad uh, time last night. And that's the context of Jesus walking up to Peter saying, I need your boat. (laughs) I would like to use it. And by the way, because you're the captain of the boat, you'll need to come with me because I don't know how to how to steer a boat, and we're going to preach the good news to these people. And so I'll need your time. I don't know how much a CEO of a fish company makes. Um, We're going to need you. How long does Jesus preach? It's going to be a while. It usually is. Um, And I want to hold some services. And by the way, I'll need two of your guys to row uh, to position the boat. It's a little bit windy today. And to hold our position while I preach. Now, when we talk about finances, we often say this, hey, Jesus doesn't need your money and that's true. And Jesus didn't need the boat, and that's true. He could have walked on water. He did. He's going to do that in another portion of Scripture. Um, Jesus made the wood (laughs) of the trees. He planted, Jesus created all things, the Bible says. Jesus was the creative force in the Trinity. God the Father spoke, uh, the Holy Spirit hovered, and Jesus was doing all the work on creation day according to Scriptures. Read that in Colossians. And so, Jesus, before he was incarnate and came as a man, uh, made the trees of the wood. that. So he, he, doesn't, he doesn't need a boat that came from his tree, and yet he does. And what I want you to see is the partnership agreement that's happening between Jesus and the disciples as it comes to the kingdom, and the partnership agreement that giving creates for us. And so often I've said that, well, God doesn't need your money. And and, and technically, that's true. He can make, just like he doesn't need us to worship, he can make the, you know, the rocks can cry out, but he would prefer that we do it because of the partnership, because of something that, and we say it this way, and I do agree, that he doesn't want our money, but he wants our hearts. And he wants our hearts aligned with his, which is what's happening in this story. If the story had been a little different, imagine this. So they had a stellar night the night before. By the way, the reason they fish at night is because fish can also see. uh, At night is low light conditions, no light conditions in the water. They can't see the nets. And so as they cast the nets, um, they see the school. They see uh, whatever evidence in shallow water, the evidence of the fish, and they cast the nets, and they're able to draw the nets in and bring them in. So to the unsuspecting fish who can't see the nets. So what if they'd had a bumper date? What if they'd had like, I mean, so so let's look at it this way. So, I mean, everybody's happy. The morale's way higher. Oh, my goodness. Peter's counting. Man, there's like 100 fish there, and there's, there's 50 there. And man, there's fish everywhere. And the guys are busy, and they're cleaning up the fish. And Jesus is walking over, and uh, Peter's in a great mood. And, and, and Jesus notices, oh, wow, hey, great, great haul of fish. And Jesus is thinking, wow, these guys can afford to give a little something to the Jesus Fund. I mean, um, I, I'm just going to spring this on them. I mean, obviously, they, they can. They can, you know, peel off a few greenbacks uh, for me. And so, and so Jesus, Jesus walks up to them and says, hey, I noticed you guys had a great night. I just wanted you to be aware that uh, the Jesus Fund, uh, uh, I'm here in Galilee, and, and uh, all, all the proceeds, of course, are tax deductible and help your business and all. And, and uh, I was just hoping you could, you could donate a little something because, you know, the ministry's growing and, and I need a boat. And Peter goes, oh, wow, he's looking around at every, hey, that would be, no worries, the guys are just finishing up, and, and uh, hey, boy, by the way, boys, man, you, you did so good last night, a little, little something extra in your check, a little something extra to take home to the family, Christmas is coming and all, and hey, that, great job, guys, great job, and gee, gee, yeah, I'd be glad, we'd be glad to help you out, we've heard, we've heard about what you're doing, this is a worthy cause, but that's not what happened. There was no money last night because there was no fish. And Jesus comes up and says, by the way, I need your boat. We're talking about being planted in the house. Bring your boat. Sometimes we talk about, can I afford to give? Uh, Can I, I, you know, I'll give. I'll give to the good cause of Jesus, to church, if I have some extra. Extra what? Is there any such thing as extra money, by the way? Is there any such thing But I'm just going to wait for some extra. <laughs> There's no such, just say, no extra. There is no extra. There's no such thing as extra money. And so Peter's excited in my story. You know, let me just pose for Seaway News, Jesus, This a little selfie. You'll put a good word in for us, right? I want everybody to buy their fish from us. We helped out Jesus. That's not how it happened. And the, the Bible says it happened way differently. They had no fish. They had, there was no extra income that day. And so Jesus, uh, gets, they get in the boat, and he has his meeting. And we don't know how long it was. And interestingly, we don't know what he taught about that day. I would love to have known what he taught about that day, but we don't know. So Peter, at least a couple guys, uh, in the boat. He gets done. The crowds dissipate and go home. We had a great service. And Jesus says this. Now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. To catch some what? Which is what? Fish is? Ah. Okay, you're getting it. Good. So Jesus has no reason. He could have just said, okay, service over. Let's go. He goes, no, I need to teach you guys something. Thank you for the use of your boat. Thank you for partnering with me. Thank you for being a part of what's happening. You guys are, and he's saying to them, if I can paraphrase as we move the story, you guys are really going to be a part of what's happening because he's about to ask them to partner with. I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. To be a part of the greatest, greatest thing happening on planet Earth, the salvation of people's hearts and souls, the healing of their bodies, eternity being changed for people because they were willing to follow Jesus. And partner with him. Be planted in the house with their boat. Let's go out deeper. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you how to really access finances. You see that, right? You just worked for me, so I'm not gonna work for you. That's what's happening, right? You just You just gave me something. I'm gonna give you something. All right, some of you, some are getting it, the rest of you are going, he is talking about finances, isn't he? Will it be over soon? (laughs) Every head bowed and every eye closed. Please take out your wallets. The ushers will be going down now. You just put your wallets in the baskets today, thus says the Lord. No, that's not how we do it here. But I'm glad you're laughing. It helps a lot. And so out they go. Simon replies, we worked hard all last night, didn't catch anything. And that's a nice way of saying, Jesus, I know you're a carpenter, you worked hard in your father's carpentry shop, and the harder you work at carpentry, the harder you work, the more money you make. You work extra hours. That's great. You make more money. And I know you understand the principle, work harder. But as fishermen, it, that we have to, the fish have a mind of their own. And we were out last night, and it's, it's noon hour. You preached for a while. The fish are going to see the nets. Um, they're going to smell our nets. We just finished. what I mean, this is not a good idea. In fact, this doesn't work. Make sense at all. Say doesn't make sense. <laughs> Jesus, if we catch one fish, if we make a dollar today, that'd be a miracle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I were to access any fish out there today and our business were to be profitable because of what you're telling me to do right now, that doesn't make any sense, that would be a miracle. And anyway, Jesus, we'd only be catching the dumb fish. And they don't taste so good anyway. Nobody buys dumb fish. So maybe we shouldn't do this today. What you're asking doesn't make sense. Can I just say, when it comes to kingdom principles of finances, it doesn't make sense. I'm not going to try to explain it to you in a way that it'll make sense for you. We teach tithing. It is scriptural. It is before the law. People say, isn't it the law? I'm not under law. I'm under grace. I don't need to tithe. No, actually, technically, you have to give more, but that's okay. We're not going to go in that today. Um, let's just stick with what's been tried and true and from the beginning before the law and after the law. Tithing. Say tithing. Tithing is simply giving the first 10% of your income of, of however God advances you financially to the Lord. And when I say first, I mean this. Most of us, when we hear about contributing, we're going to make a contribution to the cause of Jesus. We come, and so what we did, I want you to think about $1,000. As I say, I had $1,000, and so I have 10 $100 bills. And so the first one goes to the hydro. The second one goes to the cable. The third one goes to the money. The fourth one. And we go on and on. And so we run out. And I still have more bills. And wait a minute. So, Pastor, you're saying this, this principle, bring your boat, be planted in the house, is tithing, and you give the first, the first, whatever amount, but let's say 100 in my story, to Jesus. Yes. but well, that don't make sense. Because <laughs> then I'm only going to have nine left. And 10 $100 bills didn't cut it. So now you're telling me I give the first one to God. Here you go, God. And now I only have nine. And that's going to be profitable Will that be a miracle? <laughs> right! Now you're getting it. Right! It do not make sense. That half makes sense. It doesn't make sense. 90 goes further than 100. I've heard that since I was eight years old. Never made sense. But when I did it, when I did it, I'm going to show you. When I did it, it doesn't make sense. Give our first to the Lord. How about when? And the days will come and we'll talk about special offerings. And we talked about the expansion fund, which we did a lot. We were able to do the children's wing and, and, and get that finished. And, and that was amazing. And, and we had probably one of the best kids camps this summer that we've had in a long time. And kids that were touched because in a special offering, the expansion fund, and you, you, you gave to that as the Lord spoke to you. But we say it this way at Harvest. We'll move at the speed. Vision moves at the speed of our generosity. We're not going into debt. We're not going to go into debt and create need and then go, okay, I need you to give to keep the lights on. That's, ne- that's never going to happen. As we trust God and we move at the speed of generosity. But there are, many, there are many things that we could do. A special offering comes along and many stories have been told of, of the you know, over and above the tithe. And God speaks and the Holy Spirit says, I, I want you to give this. And the miracles that take place out of that. And so giving Giving doesn't make sense. Now so watch, watch the procedure that happens here. So we've talked about being planted in the house and basing our life on the word of God. And faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Peter's hanging out. Simon Peter, his name is changed from Simon to Peter. That's why it's being used, Simon Peter. Peter hears the word. He's growing in faith, receiving God's grace so he can do the word. Say, do the word. This, this is where we're to come. Planted in the house, bring your boat, do the word. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets. If this is you, this is, this is God speaking, and it is. The son of God is speaking to him. Because it's you, I'll let down the nets. It doesn't make sense to fish right now, Jesus, but because you say, I'll do it. We're in the worst economic times with a prediction of a recession. You want to be recession-proofed? You need a miracle because there's just not going to be enough no matter what but how about if we recession-proof harvest because the people of harvest are recession-proofed. Jesus, it doesn't make sense to me, but because you say it, I'll do it. I don't understand it completely, but I'll do it. And this time, so they lowered the nets, and this time their nets were so full of fish they began to tear. This time, say this time. What's different about this time? Well, this time, Jesus is in the boat. This time, they brought Jesus into their finance, into their finances. He asked permission. They said, okay. They weren't real sure, but they got out there. Oh, yeah, Jesus, we'll give a little contribution. This isn't about giving Jesus the weekly contribution. This is about giving Jesus your life and your finances in a way that now he's in the boat. And this time, the nets were so full, they were breaking. This time, I had enough to call over my friends and say hey i've got too much can you come and help me with my too much because this time jesus was a part of their boat we're talking about being planted in the house bring your boat bring your boat bring your finances bring your job bring all that you are he a shout for help brought their partners from the other boat and soon both boats were so filled with fish They were on the verge of sinking. I hope you can see this. One boat, two boat, three boat more. I mean, the miracle, say miracle. Where'd the fish come from? I mean, where did the money come from? Where'd the fish come from? Basically out of thin water. They're fishing in the wrong place at the wrong time. It doesn't make sense, but this is where faith kicks in. I go, God, I trust you. And there are many of us in the room that we've learned To trust him and today i want to challenge those of you that maybe haven't invited jesus into your boat maybe you're doing on the shore the weekly contribution but he's asking you would you you let me in your boat let's go out into some deep water y'all it's deep it's deep water it's a little scary that makes sense but will you listen the bible says this bring the whole tithe into the storehouse which is another word just for the house of god Bring the whole tithe into the house of God, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this. Say, test me. It's the only place where God says, put me to the test. Like, like I'll, you know, like, let's just try before you buy. Like, like, you know, hey, I'll jump out of your boat if that's what you want. But test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see, if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing, there will not be room enough to store it. What he's saying is, because you're not going to want to store it, you're going to learn to give and to receive and to give and to receive and to, and to give and to receive. And just like those nets were breaking, same idea, floodgates of heaven, so much blessing, see, so much blessing. We don't teach at Harvest so much blessing so that you can have bigger and better cars and bigger and better houses and jewelry, and, and there's nothing wrong with stuff. I'm just saying that's not the purpose. So we can display, hey, look at me. I'm blessed. I got faith. I'm a blessed person. I'm a tither. I get all this stuff from God. That's, that's never been the measure. And unfortunately, and I'm aware, people have abused it if you've been around the body of Christ. And so what we set out is I am blessed to be a blessing. And that's what Jesus wants to do. Let's go back to the shore. Crowds are pressing in. I believe there is so much to do in the next 10 years in this region. I'm sorry. It just hit me, just hit me. Wow. And it's going to be awesome. It's been awesome, but it's got to get awesomer because there's prophetic words over this house. We're going to have some prophetic time in January and bring some people to lay hands and prophesy, and we love that, and I believe that we're going to hear fresh prophetic word over the house. But there's prophetic word we've not fulfilled yet, and it is the prophetic word for the region and being able to expand out of Cornwall into, the, into our region. And in order to do that, as, as I believe the crowds are pressing Jesus to hear, that Jesus is simply asking and getting us ready can I come in your boat? Can I come in your boat? Because he wants to partner. Let me, let, me show you, let me show you this. Let me show you why he wants to partner with, with us. Because if we just leave the story, everybody was excited, Jesus is in my boat, we missed the point here. Because the point was when they got to shore, it clicked to them and they said, I'm all in. I'm all in. Now, watch this. Why were they all in? Why will you be all in? Why are there people here that believe in the principle of generosity and giving finances to the Lord for the purpose of the expansion of the kingdom? Why? Why have that realization happened? Look, 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 look at this. When Simon Peter realized, say, realize, when he realized what happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please forgive me. I'm a sinful man. Jesus has just invited him in on the greatest project on planet earth. Jesus, I have come not to condemn the world, but to save, seek and save the lost, to save the world. And I'm inviting you to be a part. And I want you to partner with me, but it's going to take faith. And the way we partner in faith is I'm going to ask for your boat. Because when you give me your boat, when I can preach out of your boat, when I can do ministry out of your boat, when your finances get connected to the eternal purposes of God, you begin to realize that's where the miracle happens. Because God's just said, If I can work with finances, where your heart is, your treasure is, where your treasure is, is your heart. If I have your boat, then I've got your heart. If I have your heart, then Jesus is saying, I know that the possibilities of this region, it's endless. And you'll actually fulfill what I've called you to fulfill. Because it says it's greater than we can dream, greater than we can pray or believe. He had a realization, fell to his knees. You're asking me, a sinner, to be a part of seeing people get saved i need salvation yeah well we'll, that that's easy we're working on that but i want you now to work on behalf of the souls of other for he was awestruck by the number of fish they caught now, Jesus, he's already had the realization. But for those of us going, watching the TikTok, Jesus' TikTok, it says, watch to the end. See what's wrong. I've watched it 20 times. Oh, I just got scammed to watch a stupid TikTok movie 20 times. No, there's no, there's no, there's no catch here. <laughs> those of us that need the explanation, here it comes. Fish are twofold. Fish are finances. That's how we started the story. But then Jesus said, finances for what? Finances for fish, the people that I just spoke to. And you're going to spend your life catching people and saving them from hell, from a Christless eternity. Seeing seeing avenues open up where people can come forward for prayer and have their physical bodies healed on the spot seeing deliverance take place, hearing stories of marriages being put back together, people who have been in the jaws of addiction their whole life that are set free in a moment because there was a place and a time that they came and they didn't know what they were looking for, but they pressed in. They pressed in for something found out it was Jesus because Jesus was standing in somebody's boat. Will it be yours? Yeah. And at that moment, Peter as he sees the unlimited resources goes why wouldn't i do this fish meant two things we'll be financially secure no matter what so that the world can hear about jesus and when that partnership connection comes together it is the greatest realization of freedom it's not about contributing it's not about giving god your money it's about giving god your life and coming into allowing him into the boat it's just part of my life It's part of how I live to see the miracles happen day after day after day. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide. You must decide in your own heart right now how much to give don't give reluctantly or because it felt like pastor twisted your arm or you wouldn't be a part of what's happening at harvest or you felt guilted into it or somehow you wouldn't go to heaven if you didn't give because none of those things are true don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure because you're living in a day and an age where people have found out that financial pressure is real and if I do it in the name of God we get more money We're not after money. We're after hearts and boats. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. God will generously. God. God. God himself will generously provide all you need. Recession-proofed. And then you will always have everything. You will always have everything. You will always have everything you need. And plenty left over to share with others. I believe that this Sunday's a Sunday that we'll talk about. I, I, I think this whole series, Planted in the House. I, I just think in years to come, we're going to point back. And there be people who will say, I made a decision to be planted in the house in 2022. The fall of 2022 is significant. It's when I made the decision to plant in the house. I got involved in a dream team. I, I, I just decided I'm all in. I remember the Sunday that God spoke to me about letting him into my boat. It was scary. I thought, this is crazy. The stories of people who will give. I don't wanna pass, I'll just be honest today. I don't wanna pass this old building down to our kids and our grandkids and that they hold the bill for having to do some basic improvements just to keep keep this thing in, in functionality. That's just a basic way that in the days to come, things that need to take place, just to, just to bring it up to snuff. Just, we have a beautiful auditorium surrounded by things falling apart. <laughs> I was there and made a decision as we stand and look at our facility, but not at the facility, not at the nets, not at the nets, but looking at the people inside them. I was a part of what happened. Holy Spirit, I just ask right now as you speak to hearts, as people will watch this back on on the live stream, today was the day we said, Jesus, come into my finances. Come into my boats. I'm going to do this thing. I trust you. I'm letting down the nets. Now, I just spoke on giving, and sometimes, I don't know, it's just when people come to church, they have funny ideas about church and money, and I'm sorry that there have been people in the past that have abused it, so that's the case. But here's what I want to do next on a Sunday that I talked about giving because the Bible says that God so loved the world, he gave his only son. He gave it all. God gave it all for you. He gave it all for me. And if you're here today, you've never received God's all. You say, "Well, what's God's all?" God's all is a relate he wants relationship with you. He wants to forgive your sin. He sent Jesus to die on a cross in your place and in my place so we wouldn't have to. And maybe you thought God was some angry gray-haired, long-bearded guy in the sky is out to get you. And today, I want you to know that God is love. He loves you so very much. He is for you and not against you. God so loved you that he sent Jesus, we call it Easter, to die, to be raised again. And today, if you don't know God the way we're talking, you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, I'd like to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus into your heart to receive God's all right now. If that's you, Simply just raise your, I'm going to, uh, uh, in a moment, just ask you to raise your hand. You'll raise your hand, and we're going to pray a prayer together. If you're online, text, I'm ready to make a decision by Jesus into my life. If that's you today. Just put your hand up anywhere in this uh, auditorium so I can see it, and we're going to pray. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Anybody else today? Yeah, we're always excited. If you're online and you're ready to make that decision to follow Jesus, A life of forgiveness and blessing, a relationship with Him. Pray this simple prayer with me. Dear Jesus, let's all pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me. I receive your all. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sin. I start a new life with you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we believe if you prayed that simple prayer, you're born again and you're starting your life with him. Let's just worship before we're dismissed today. morning go in freedom you are free not only to leave today but you are living in freedom god bless you all have an amazing week and we'll see you back here next week